Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Okay, so this is episode 22 of Sex with My Grandma. I'm Liv Simons and joined always by Bubba Simons or Ruth, as you also might be called, my grandma. She's an amazing sexologist, psychologist, and what else are you, Bub? Oh, God, I can't think this time of the night. (laughs) (laughs) What am I? Psychologist. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm also thrilled to um, introduce the amazing Emily Hall, who is a beautiful friend of mine Mm. and girl about town in Brisbane. Mm. She's an amazing businesswoman, entrepreneur, mum of two, and all-around badass bitch. She's amazing, and we're going to be talking to her tonight. So welcome, Em. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No, we're excited to have you here. Not often we have guests on Sex With My Grandma, but when we do, it's very special. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, tonight we're going to be talking about a couple of um, key topics, and I'd say that the, the two main ones we will cover probably IVF and grief. So M has a very particular and powerful and emotional story and she's given us permission to share it with you all tonight and I'm very excited and we're very thankful that M's agreed to come and talk to us because she's an amazing woman. So um, so basically, why don't we start off with M, why don't you tell us about how you and Matt met? Goodness. Okay. <laughs> Go way back to the beginning. Oh, God. Um, so Matt and I started dating in high school, in grade 12. I actually... High school sweethearts. Yeah, but I actually dated his best friend first. Oh, my God. Scandalous. I did not yes. know that. <laughs> I was like, did you already know this? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I met him through his best friend and also my best friend. Um, and he was just a really nice guy, you know, in high school, most guys just, you know, play games and they're just a bit immature. He was, he was different. What do you mean in high school? I'm 31. I'm still. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Exactly right. So yeah, he was one of the good ones. Amazing. And you ended up marrying Matt, your high school sweetheart. Yeah. So, um, we got married in 2000 and. 13. So I think it was, yeah, so we'd been together for nine years. Wow. Yeah, so like a long time for anyone. A long time. (laughs) Yeah, for anyone. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, We moved around. Um, I lived in Townsville and um, Darwin with him. Um, So, yeah, we had lots of adventures. Yeah, because he was a pilot, right? Yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. And so, you know, naturally after you guys got married, you decided to start trying for a baby. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So we didn't start trying straight away. So when was that, 2000 and 
13, we probably waited maybe 18 months to two years before we started trying. Yeah. Um, but I knew that something wasn't quite right. Mm. I, um, I went to a fertility doctor, I think after maybe six months and he's like, you'll be right. You know, most, most women take, you know, up to 12 months to get pregnant and kind of just fobbed me off. Really? And I just, and when you, sorry, yeah. go on. No, I was just going to say when you said that you had a feeling that something wasn't quite right, do you, was that like a gut instinct that you had? Yeah, I think so. And I did have really bad period pain. Mm. Um, I would take, I'd have to take like a whole packet of Nurofen before my period even started. So I just knew that it wasn't, I didn't think that that was normal. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, Look, I'll I'll let you ask the next questions. I'll I'll do, yeah, I'll talk about more of it later so on. So did yeah. you have endometriosis in the end? Yeah, so they ended up finding out I did. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. but it wasn't I think it was after two years of trying that they that they got me to do a laparoscopy mm-hmm. and they found that I did have endo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. That must have been so hard after two years to then find out that there actually was something that may be impacting your fertility after being told that, like, all good. Yeah, exactly. When, you know, I could have done it a year earlier. Mm. How old were Um, you then, Emily? I was 28. Right. Mm -hmm. A baby. Mm. (laughs) You were such a baby. (laughs) (laughs) So, So after you found that out, like, what made you decide to do what what did you decide to do next well I think as a female you well I mean I felt that that was my one job in life was to have babies I love that you felt that I genuinely don't know if I feel that but but don't freak out I I promise I'll give you something at some point but like (laughs) the first thing that you've got to do is grow up first (laughs) Oh my god! <laughs> You've got to grow up before you become a mummy. <laughs> well, I'm not. Oh. I'm not grown up. But somehow, um, someone put me in charge of two children. Um, uh, sorry, what was what was the question? So after, yeah, what was your next move? So after you were told you've got endo, oh, yeah, so, and it wasn't happening. Yeah, I was a bit old school, so I felt like surely I can get pregnant on my own. Like it shouldn't be that hard. But after two years. I, in that time, I started getting, like, having panic attacks for the first time and looking back at it, I was, I I think I was depressed. Mm. Um, And Matt said to me, like, and I had quite a few of my good friends get pregnant while I was trying and that, you know, that hurt. Mm. Um, Mm. So Matt was like, we should just do IVF. And I was, like, not, I wasn't convinced. Mm. But I was like, yeah, okay, we'll give it a try. Mm. Yeah. And how did you feel once you'd made that decision? Sorry, Bobo, you go. I was going to ask <laughs> you that while you were trying, how how did Matt, how did it affect Matt? Because wanting to have a baby has an emotional and physical effect and it takes its toll on everybody. And yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people never stop and think about the toll it takes on the man as well. Yes. So they they feel ineffectual or there's something wrong with them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. Matt was the sort of person that would never show, even if he was upset, mm. he he didn't show it because he didn't want to upset me. Right. 
So mm. I do hear of a lot of couples going through IVF and, mm. it, you know, the partner gets really upset. And mm. Matt never showed that he was upset, mm-hmm. even though I knew he probably was. Mm. He didn't want to make me feel worse. Mm. Oh, my God. I mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that must have been just torture. And honestly saying I know a, a couple of my friends who are struggling to get pregnant at the moment and then seeing them, their friends around them fall pregnant like that it is actually it it, you can't help but like question yourself and especially if it's an inert need or like yearning that you feel deep in your body as part of your nature and your purpose yeah i couldn't imagine how that makes and and people get in the way you you get a lot of people saying well are you pregnant yet and and the other question is they or the thing that they always say is stop trying so hard when you stop trying so hard that's when you fall pregnant i mean i'd like to Sock everybody in the face that says that to yeah. them. Seriously, it's like yeah. a it's really it's like easy a broken to say that. But yeah, I know. Yeah, no. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Yes. So you decided to go down the IVF mm. route, and how I would love for you to tell us how you felt going through that process because it wreaks havoc on a woman's body, and it also must put a lot of pressure on on you. Are still like you're still under a lot of pressure as a woman. Yeah. So I um. The needles weren't as bad as I thought that they would be. Mm. Did you but, do them yourself? Yeah, I think Matt was away when I had to start. He was on a trip to LA or something, so I had to do it on my own. So brave. So, I don't know how you, so I people, <clears throat> Sorry, people who are unaware, they don't realise that you have to give yourself a needle every day, don't you? Yeah, from mm. memory, like it was five years ago now. Yeah, but yeah. from memory, mm. it was um, mm. for maybe 10 days. Mm. And then you have to do mm. the last one is the hardest because it's thicker mm. and it stops you from ovulating too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, you bloat, you get really, you start feeling really sick and bloated and just yuck yeah and bruised yeah and emotional and everything hormonal yeah yeah Mm. so yeah so we we're doing the hormones then what happened then you go in for a procedure so they put you under and they retrieve your eggs Mm -hmm. um but there's a fine line between having enough and then having too many so I think the first time I did a round, I got 19 eggs, which is too many. Whoa, that's so, a lot. So I got to the point where I almost overstimulated, mm. which mm. means um, it can be real. If you overstimulate, you can be really, really sick. Mm. Um, so they decided not to put um, a egg in straight away. Usually that, you know, it has to turn into an embryo, which takes like, five or six days mm. and then mm. they put then they put it in. Yep. Uh but they froze my so I think I got <coughs> remaining. <coughs> oh no, I think the first time I only got two out of those nineteen I only got two embryos. Mm-hmm. Wow. And yeah, so I had to wait a whole nother month, which is when you start IVF you think it's gonna happen straight away. Mm. Mm. And then I felt like I was getting, like, more knocks. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, we had to wait another month to put another one in. Mm. No, to put the first one in, sorry. Mm. Yeah. That didn't work. Mm. 
So that must have been like another round of heartbreak for you again. Yeah. Especially like you said, everyone thinks that, oh, we'll just do IVF and then it's going to be a, it's like a quick fix. Like you go down and it's like done and it's, it's, um, almost guaranteed, yeah. but it's definitely not the case definitely. as well. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. have to admit, I was lucky in terms of IVF, but there's a lot of people that will do 10 retrievals and, you know, put, mm. 30 eggs in and still nothing. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So then the second one didn't work either. So I had to do a whole nother retreat. So a whole nother lot of mm. uh, needles, another, I needed to go into hospital and get put under again to retrieve my eggs. Mm-hmm. So that time I got five. Mm-hmm. Uh, five eggs? So, mm. oh no, I think I might have got like 18 or something and then I got five. <coughs> Embryo out of that. And just for anyone who doesn't know, an embryo is when you have the egg fertilized with mm-hmm. a sperm. Mm-hmm. So then, and apparently, I like oh, anyone correct me if I'm wrong, I'm definitely no expert, but apparently they've better got better like longevity if they're an embryo rather than if they're frozen as an egg. Is that right, guys? Yes. yes. <laughs> Perfect. Ah, science, girl. I know, <laughs> I know things. <laughs> so we got five embryos, which is a good number. So yeah, I, over, I almost overstimulated again. So we had to wait another month. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they put they put one in, and that was, and I got pregnant with that one, and that was Harry. Mm. How did that feel when you found out that you were pregnant? Um, it was pretty, like it was. I just never thought that. I got to a point where I thought that maybe it would not happen for me. So mm. it was pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that's I, I'm so happy that you did because Harry's the most beautiful angel, uh, He's such a gorgeous boy. Yeah, Honestly, he if really anyone. Did. Look her like look him up on Insta. He's the cutest little <laughs> put cutest little punum you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> so, um, and how did Matt react when you guys got pregnant? He was very excited. Mm-hmm. He um, like he would buy him when he went away on trips. He would buy him little presents and little um, outfits, and he was he was really excited. Mm, sweet, yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously you went through your pregnancy, which was, you know, how did, like, how did you find pregnancy overall? Um, I wasn't sick. I was just hungry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so, I mean, look, it was a pretty good pregnancy. Um, yeah, I, it, like in terms of a pregnancy, it was a good pregnancy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and then really, unfortunately, we had, you know, towards the end of your pregnancy, I might let you go. Yeah, here. so at um, 36 weeks, I um, had a knock on the door. Um, he had got back from a trip the day. So he got back from LA and then the next morning quite early, he decided to go dirt bike riding, which um, he had only recently started doing. Mm. And it was a really hot day. It was the 13th of January Wow. Um, Is that in Sydney, Emily? No, in Brisbane. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so 35 degrees. Um, and I said to him, you know, make sure you take plenty of water. Just be careful. Um, so I got a knock at the door from the police and the dogs were barking. And I said, what's wrong? What's happened? Mm. And they're like, can you please let us in? And I, and I started getting a bit like, can you just tell me what's happened? Um, 
I ended up putting the dogs out and then I let them in and they came in and they, they said, did your husband go dirt bike riding today? Goodness me. And I said, um, yes. And they said, so for me saying that, I thought they were going to say, oh, he's, he's in hospital, he's hurt himself mm. or something. Yeah. Um, and then they said, is his name Mark Hall? And I said, oh, no, it's Matt. So for, you know, a few seconds I was like, oh, Thank God. come to the wrong house. Yeah. It's the wrong person. Next, yeah. And they both looked at each other and then they were like, um, no, sorry, it's Matt. Um, oh, my God. He's had an accident. Well, so it wasn't an accident. He had collapsed and um, he, they, couldn't, they couldn't resuscitate him. Oh, my him. God. Terrible. Um, mm. So I was just walking around the house. I was like, well, he can't. We're just about to have a baby. Yeah. Mm. Like I can't even tell you that feeling of when you want to fix something so bad and you there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, your body goes into a state of numbness with shock when you first yeah. – that's what happens. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't, I don't have a great memory, but that day, I'll, it's very vivid still. It's like it's almost, yeah. almost been five years. Um, I had to call his dad, and I just the screaming down the end of the phone is something I'll oh never god. forget. Mm. Oh my god! And then it was a Friday afternoon, and we knew he was at the Nambour Hospital. Mm. We um we drove there and they said we couldn't see him because it was after hours and the coroner had to approve it. Gosh, it's terrible. So we drove there. Mm. Mm. It was it was the weirdest feeling. It was Friday the thirteenth. It was no like way. a harvest moon. It was the biggest moon I've ever seen in the sky. I remember just driving in the passenger seat for an hour to get there, just looking at this moon like what's what has happened? Yeah. And then getting there, and they wouldn't let me see him. It was like, he's mine. How can you tell me I can't see mm. him? Did you, and it mustn't have even felt real at this point. You, there, was there any part of you that was like, it, maybe it's not right, maybe it's not, they've got it wrong or like. I think, in, we- yeah, and I think until you actually see their bodies, mm. I don't think that you can really believe mm. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, the coroner had a um, holiday, a day off on the Monday, so they didn't they didn't even bring his body back to Brisbane until the Tuesday, and then they didn't want me to see him in that state. So I didn't see him till eight days. Later. Oh my god, that's terrible! Yeah. And also heavily pregnant at this stage, mm, like the yeah. stress and pressure that your body and your you know your mind must have been under at that time, like. You were yeah. very, you had a lot of support around you. I do know that mm. at that time, yeah. but it doesn't make it any easier, any better, any anything. No. I can't even imagine what that must have been like. But you know, you're literally about to have a baby. Yeah, uh, like that. My blood pressure was through the roof. I would get these like migraines that were so bad I couldn't even see. Mm. <sighs> yeah, it it's was just, just like the 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 like the juxtaposition of like the happiness that you're about to have by having a baby 
compared with this, it just does. It, it you couldn't even write. It doesn't make sense in no, my head. It's a still, very like, double-edged sword, isn't it? Really? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And those two, mm. those two weeks between when it happened, or it was about two and a half weeks <clears throat> that it happened, and when I went into the hospital, like we had, mm. we had like a small ceremony where we saw his body, like you know, yeah, it was like a, like a, a small funeral. And then yeah. we did like a um, memorial for him. With, there was like 750 people wow. who turned up. Wow. There was the longest, um, the longest two and a half weeks of my life. What happened to him, Emily? So they ended up finding out um, it was it was heat stroke. Oh goodness! But they did of all things. Yeah, but they did find out it was he had um, a seventy. One of his arteries was seventy five percent. Had a seventy five percent blockage. Goodness. So, in my heart, I believe that if he didn't have that blockage, he would have survived the heat stroke. Mm. Mm. Yeah. How old was he? Twenty nine. Oh God, how terrible! Mm. Too young. Yeah, yeah, mm. way too young. Yeah, both of you too young. It's too. It's a tragedy. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then so you went into hospital to have baby Harry. How did that feel? Was it just? mixed emotions I can't even imagine I think I was just in survival mode I just mm. was focused on having I, all I wanted was this little baby in my arm mm-hmm. so I had Matt's mum and my mum come into the um sur- into surgery with me to have a Caesar mm-hmm. um I don't think I even cried when he came out I just I just wanted him so bad mm. Because he yeah. was like the reason. He was my reason to survive. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think that's going to make yeah, me know. That's too much <laughs> for me. But, but how, what a lovely thing to hold your husband's baby. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Mm. And then, yeah, like you said, it mm. was like survival mm. mode. You've got this beautiful baby. Going home must have been the weirdest feeling. Like, Yeah, I actually, yeah, like they tried to make me go, I think maybe on day three, they tried to make me go. I left Harry mm. and they sent me to this psychologist. No, it was a psychiatrist, sorry, to try and talk about it. I was so yeah. tired because I had, like, had been up all night. Mm. I was literally falling asleep. Mm. Like I kept nodding off. Yeah. And then I think I stayed an extra day in the hospital because I was just scared to go home. Mm. Yeah. And in overdrive, you would have been running on adrenaline for like literally, like you said, two and a half weeks. Yeah. In shock. Yeah. And kind of still like like in that kind of automatic pilot mode where you're just like, okay, I'm just going to keep, keep going because I don't know what else to do. Yeah. <clears throat> what happens though and then, when you go through yeah. grief, your body – releases a, a natural morphine and your body goes mm. into you actually go numb mm. so you're yeah. partially in a state of numbness mm. until the reality hits but at the same time it's such an unusual situation because as i said it's a mm. double-edged sword you on one hand you're grieving and on the other hand you've just given birth to the most beautiful you know, little boy that you could ever experience. So um, it's really, really hard to talk about grief when you've got a brand new baby and you're a first-time mum as well 
So it must have been a very, very difficult time for you, Emily. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. It mm. was all a bit of a blur, really. Yeah. And when I think back at it, mm. um, I think mm. that I, yeah, I was definitely just surviving. Mm. I had, like, I did have a lot of people around all the time, which was good. Mm. And I think when things got hard, like looking back at it, when things got hard, I would hand him over a lot. So I'm glad that I had that support. Like, I don't know how people can do it on yeah. their own. Mm. Yeah, support is so important, especially when you're going through grief or suffering from any kind of tragedy mm. or, yeah. you know, even when even, – even going through IVF, having that support system around you is so important and, like, I don't know how people do it on their own and I hope that everyone has a nice support system, like, especially like yeah. you had yeah. if they're in that kind Absolutely. of situation. Yeah. Mm. So <laughs> we ha- we're home. We've got beautiful baby Harry. She's learning to be – Mum of the year, and to say left live, she meets me. We're thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing that ever happened to me, Liz. <laughs> so did you guys meet at work? Yeah, yeah. We used to work right, together, okay. and I think I met her when Harry was about right. two, two to one and a half, maybe. Maybe. And um, M was just this amazing ball of light, super mum, like total boss at work, and then she had this like wild, amazing life you know, up, ab- above and beyond being this amazing mum to Harry. And I just, like, fell in love with her as soon as I met her. I think I think it took her a bit to warm to me because I'm no, I lunatic. No, I love And, yeah, and then I remember, um, um, you know, I, I got to meet Harry and, you know, kind of learn about her life and learn, like, get to, you know, be involved in her life, which I loved. Um, but then, obviously – we have, you know, now, you know, we've got Harry and then maybe M's considering maybe having another one, right? When? Now? Right now? No, not now. You've <laughs> <laughs> no, we're like, okay, like, oh, like oh, around oh, about oh, when oh. I was there. Yes, okay. Yeah. So that was so, that was actually 10 months after. So Harry was only 10 months. So mate, Oh, my God, so I must have met you around then. M- must have been. Yeah. So were you, do you remember that? Yeah, I remember it. Okay. Um, so pretty much from the first day that it happened, that losing Matt, I said, I'm going to have another one of his children. Cause I knew I had the, I had four more embryos. Mm. So if you ever need a blessing of, or a silver lining of IVF, I mean, to n- then know that there's the opportunity there. Yeah. Like that must've just like, how did that feel to know that there was the potential to like have another part of Matt with you like, or, you know. Yeah, like it, it's a pretty amazing thing mm. um, in hindsight 10 months after losing your husband and also having a 10-month-old. Mm. Yeah. Um, I was crazy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't. You were but, amazing. Um, you know, at the time that's what felt right for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I put another one in. And I got to live through this IVF with her. Yeah, see, it's all a blur. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I remember it so clearly. Um, yeah, and I remember you sit cut like we were sitting at work one day. I think we were just like having a coffee in the morning, and you were like, "Do I?" You, I think there was four, and you were like, "Do I put it? Do I go again?" And I was like, oh. "Yeah, do you?" And you were like, "Yeah." Well, yeah. So that's what I did. Um, it didn't work, and then they found out I had. They did some more tests. 
and they found it. I had, and I still to this day can't pronounce it properly. I say it's adamyiosis, but that's probably not how you say it. So it's so it's like endometriosis, but it's inside the wall of your uterus. Mm. Um, so that can affect the um, embryos implanting. Um, what I mean, what are the chances? Like, what? Like, what, I wonder why. Like, Harry worked, and then this round didn't. Like, was it always destiny? There? <laughs> yeah, mm. I, I really do. It's a it's it a destiny yeah. thing because um, if she, she would have had it with the first one as well, it's just it was meant to be mm. that you meant to have Harry. Yeah, and if and if, if you met um, if you met Harry, you would. He's like an old soul. Like he's meant to yeah. be. He's meant to be here. Yeah, yeah. Um, very much so. Yeah, so I so I found out. So they wanted to make sure that I had like, and I had to I had to go see counsellors to make sure that I was making the right choice to do it. Mm. Um, and I think I had to get approval from his parents, maybe the family. Off the top mm. of yeah. My head. Yeah. And, and they, and they were super supportive, yeah, they were. right? They've, they've, they're, honestly, they've always been such a big part yeah, of your life. Yeah. yeah. They've never stopped. Yeah. Like, and that's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. finding out I had that, they decided, um, they wanted me to make sure that I had the best chance possible. So they put me on this, uh, medication, but it's like this rod that they insert into your tummy mm. and it takes all the estrogen out of your body. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. That's exactly what we want. I was like a mess. Mm. <laughs> nothing, but, nothing but a low estrogen level to like really get you through the week. Well, I, um, I couldn't sleep. Mm. My hormones, like I was loopy. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I did, I did lose quite a bit of weight, which is plus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this is, they put you into early menopause. Exactly, is that what, what it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. a treat! So it a, got that to look forward a great to. Time. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we did. So did we? Did you do one or two rounds of IVF this time around? So. So after that, or just the implantation? No. So I just put one embryo in mm-hmm. at ten months uh, when Harry was ten months, and that didn't work. Yeah. And then they decided to put this, put me on this medication, right, for three months. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and in that time, I I learned a lot about myself, and I decided, yes, I could have another baby of Matt's, but do do I want to be a single mum of two children. I mean, hard work. I don't know. For me, I you know, I learned in that three months that that I did want to meet someone, mm-hmm. and you know, have the potential of having having a child with someone. Mm. Yeah, um, because it's really lonely trying to bring up children on your own. Mm. You don't have anyone to bounce off. Mm. You know, bedtime routine, getting up in the middle of the night on your own. It's really hard. But it's also it's yeah, also literally- not having someone to share the first laugh, the first tooth, yes. the first crawl, yeah. the first walk. It's it's you yeah. know, all those special moments. That's right. You didn't have someone there to share it with. 
That's yeah. right. Mm. And I really did want someone for Harry too. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But isn't it funny that you were like, you went down this, you know, path of trying, we're putting this bloody rod in you and putting it into menopause, in early menopause. Mm. And then suddenly you realize maybe this isn't what I yeah. want or yes. the way that I want to do this. Yeah, exactly. So I often think that like, they, I, I got put on that for a reason. Like, mm. you know, maybe I was meant to have those three months to think about it and mm. yeah. I mean, I'm a big believer of everything happens for a reason and everything works out exactly as I should, as it should. And I think, you know, the next part of the story will be a true testament to that, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, because maybe we should move on to the next part because I remember sitting at the bar with you one day. We were having a drink. It was you, me, and one of our, one of our other girlfriends. And you were telling us how you had met this guy and you were going to go on a date. Do you remember this or no? Um, I, why do I remember everything? Uh, because I have a, I have a terrible memory. Um, where were you've we? Got more impo- you've got more important things to worry about and think about than me. And I'm like, so this guy we're going on a date with. Um, I can't remember what it's called. They, I'm bad at that. But it was somewhere in Brizzy and we were like having a drink outside. We were going to f- for dinner with a couple of other girls. But it was you, me and Susie sitting outside having a drink. And you had tell- told us that you just kind of like connected with this guy and you were going to go for dinner with him. Or maybe a drink. Okay. So I decided to try Bumble. I I always said that I would not go on dating sites, but I don't know, something one day I was like, look, I'll just give it a try. It's worth it's worth a shot. One hundred percent. We love to have fun. We love a little swipey <laughs> swipe. Why not? Peruse the talent. And I'm telling you, gut instinct led you. Yeah, so he um I matched with him on the first day that I downloaded this app. Firstly, who matches with someone on the first day that they get an app? You absolute unicorn. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Again, 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 sure. again, I'm the destiny woman here tonight. <laughs> this is the word that I'm throwing in all night. <laughs> you, you roll with that ball, but that's, that's our theme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so he came and picked me up. Uh, we went to a bar and he was a gentleman. Mm. And then I think we went like maybe four o'clock in the afternoon. By seven, he was like, "Okay, so I'll take you home." <laughs> I, would have, I would have been like, "Why do you hate me?" And I was like, "No, I'm not going home. Let's go. Let's go back to mine and grab a bottle of wine and go back to your place." Love it. And he was. And he was probably. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I was very pushy. No, no one could have never guessed. I love that though. So grabbed a bottle, went back to his. Yep. Um, spilled a glass of wine, a red wine on his rug. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and then he drove me home and he, he said to me, or oh, I'm just about to go for this job or I've had an interview with this company. I really hope I get it. Um. Blah blah blah, Bobby, and then he. Bobby, you're gonna die when you. And then he said, die. he said the name of the company, and I was like, "What? It's where you both work? Is it? No, oh. no. So it's his Matt's family owns this company. Oh, you're kidding! You're yeah. kidding me! Like their family, family business. Wow, that's I'm unreal. Like, you're, you've got to be kidding me. What are the chances of that? So it weird. is. So it's like he sent yeah. him to you, like I, Matt sent I him to think you. So yes. I think mm. so too. I know Bobba will. He'll agree, with you? Yeah. Yeah. No. And obviously he got the job, right? Yeah, he got the job. So 
I felt like I needed to tell Matt's parents like after three or four weeks mm. because I yeah. didn't want them to find out through someone yeah. else. Yeah, exactly. And that must have been so difficult because at the end of the – like honestly, you're going to get on with your life. I get that. No one's ever going to replace Matt. Like he'll always have a very special place in your heart, but you're not – you've got to go live your life. You're a young, gorgeous, beautiful, sexual, amazing woman who needs to live and, you know mm. – doesn't so all right doesn't discount anything that you had with Matt how did, just- how did your in-laws accept that news um they they were okay like it was obviously a tough conversation mm. but Matt's dad had said to me you know even a few weeks after losing Matt he said I want you to find someone else I want someone to be a dad to mm. Harry Mm. So it was nice to be able to mm. hear that. Um, yeah. Because not everybody, not everyone would be no. like that. Yeah. Mm. And you never know how you think. You we can always think, oh, well, I'll behave in a certain way if this happens, but you never actually mm. know until you're put in a situation such as this. And I really hope no one ever has to. I wouldn't wish it upon anyone, but yeah. it does happen. Um, I have had a lot of support, but, you know, there are definitely people that have judged me for um, dating again so, or so soon, but it's not up to anyone else. It's not their exactly. life. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And also what's so soon? What's soon for someone might be a completely different time yep. for someone else. Yep. It's all relative. And you'll always – Exactly. You, just you can't go through life without people – knocking you because that's what people are about there are those that embrace and love everything that makes you happy and they'll always be the knockers so you have to learn to live with that yeah that's right but yeah I did I did promise myself very early on Mm. that I would still live a beautiful life you know I was 30 when it happened Mm. so I wasn't going to live the next 60 years or whatever as a as a sad old woman, lonely mm. woman, um, and I and I know that Matt would have wanted me to move on and find someone. So he'd want you to be happy. Yeah. So I'm mm. glad I I did what I did. Mm. Yeah. And so, are you still with Dave? Yeah. <laughs> so it's what re- else happened? <laughs> it's like, it's like been- pulling blood out of a stone. This story. Come on. <laughs> we want to hear the rest of it. <laughs> I need to leave a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's been three years and we weirdly got pregnant naturally. Oh, how amazing. Destiny. How, I know. how amazing is that? I know. I know. So he's Ollie is 10 months. Wow. Ollie, named after me, obviously. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, if it was gonna if it was gonna be a girl, it was gonna be Olivia. Actually, Ta-da! no, actually, it was. It How was. funny! I'm 100 percent taking full credit for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but isn't that like a really beautiful, you know, silver lining to a fucking shitty? St- fucking yeah, story. Mm. I mean, but like mm. honestly, I have to say and be like. A total. It's a testament to Emily. She is like the strongest, most amazing, caring, loving, warm, incredible woman, mum, friend, everything. And I just mm. love her dearly. And I couldn't speak more highly of I her. I haven't cried yet, and now you're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, <laughs> thanks. 
No, and she's got and a beautiful me, family. Yeah. How gorgeous is Ollie? <laughs> he's beautiful. Yeah. He's teething right now, so maybe not so beautiful. But, um, <laughs> and no, yes. and you know what? It's so nice to be able to give Harry a little brother mm. as well. That he absolutely yeah. adores. Oh, that's him. wonderful. And mm. it's yeah. really, really nice to see. Yeah. 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 Mm. No, honestly, Em, I can't thank you enough for sharing your beautiful story with us tonight. And I think I would like to just ask one thing. And if you could speak to, you know, say to give part some advice to anyone who's either going through IVF or dealing with grief, what would you say? Uh, I think just to believe that it is going to happen. It might just be a longer journey Mm -hmm. for you. And that's okay because you do learn a lot about yourself while you're going through the process. So just, Mm -hmm. you know, don't give up. And, and can I add yeah. just a couple of things that women that yeah I want your advice only, next book. I don't, I don't want to put a damp, dampening on this, but IVF can, is a really tough road to go down, and that yes. nobody mm-hmm. ever tells couples that that no one's prepared for the effect on sexual intimacy when you're going down the IVF trail. That no one, no, but nobody ever talks to anyone about it because there's such a hyper-focus on mm. the fertility and, and impairs desire and arousal in women um, and, like, the um, spontaneity of sex goes out the window and, and mm-hmm. the last thing women feel like is the desire to make love, their mind, they're just so focused on wanting to have this baby that um, men start to feel very um, undesirable and they feel like sperm banks actually. Um, And the only advice that I give to couples is to know that it is a hard road. I mean, when you do fall pregnant, of course, the results are worth every second of the hardship. But I do tell my couples that come to me, that the most important thing is to be affectionate with each other during that, um, give each other more attention, a lot of reassurance to each other, have each other's backs because that's where you get all these stupid mm. people telling you every asking you every month if you're falling pregnant. <laughs> you need to you need to be yeah. there to protect mm. each other. Yes, Absolutely. and um, and when you do have sex, don't do it in the bedroom because that's. In your head, that's where you're having your baby. So ha- have some fun in the lounge room or somewhere where you can have some fun. Make it a different place. Try, Try and make, and make it fun. It fun. Yeah. I love it when Bubba gets kinky. I love that. Yes. And I guess yes. I, I actually would love to say that anyone dealing with IVF yes. or going or considering it, yes. to talk about it and, you know, be really open about mm. it. I feel like a lot of women feel there's a, like a lot of taboo and shame around IVF because it feels like they've failed as a woman and that's 100% mm. not the case. Yeah. Whether you're dealing with, you know, mm. IVF or an abortion or whatever you are choosing to do with your body, own that shit, talk about it with your friends and your family and the ones that you trust and love you and support you and know that there are so many other people dealing with it as well. You and are more than ever, alone. communicate with your partner. Communicate with each other more than anybody yeah. else because you. at the end of the mm-hmm. day, you two are the most important people on this earth really that's going through it, yeah. Agree. And, Emily, thank you yeah. very much for sharing that story and, and I'm so happy for your happiness you. now. Thank really. you so much. Really. So kind. Yeah. Me too. Yes, so God. proud of you, yeah. Thank you.
All right, guys. Well, that's us for tonight. As always, um, please join the Facebook group. It's called Sex with My Grandma Podcast. If you can't find it, just DM me. I'll send you a link because I, for some reason, some people can't find it and I don't blame you. It's very hard to find. Um, but please um, share us with your friends. We love having new listeners and um, send us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 